are you doing? Uh, welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, May 15th, 8.39 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, we have a very good special guest. Uh, we're going to be definitely previewing what's coming up uh, for the Lions against the Pigeons, NYCFC. Right. Is, is that right? The Pigeons? Yeah, the Pigeons, right? Right. So uh, aside of that, uh, we have Juan Carlos from Empire Sports Media and also NYCFC Fireside with us here today, as well as we have Paola and John. We're going to be also talking about what happened in Columbus. Um, definitely a, a, a draw that, you know, not a lot of people, and I'm sure no one's happy about the should have been a win, but, you know, again, you know, a lot of things to improve, but we rescued a a point that uh, no one saw coming, and I stay with the second half of that game because <laughs> the first half, really, there's nothing to really say much, but um, we will we'll speak on that. Uh, also, Pride, still undefeated, so definitely happy for the, for the ladies, and if anyone... Happy belated Mother's Day for anybody that's watching. So thank you for your support. Um, and uh, let's start with uh, Juan Carlos. How are you, my friend? Good, guys. Thank you for having me. And, you know, hopefully we can have a fun episode. There you go. John, how are you, my friend? I'm good, man. Yeah. You know, uh, ups and downs, a draw. Yeah. It's just kind of, <laughs> you know, we're in the middle. Yeah, can't get too just, excited. Just, can't get too yeah. upset. That's right. Paula, how are you? Same as John. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm happy because I'm with you guys. And um, we have a point from Saturday. It was a rough yeah, first half, but we can bad. get into we can get into details in a few moments. But I'm happy because I'm here with you. So, yeah, let's uh, dive in into what occurred in, in Columbus. Right. Um, and then we'll dive in into NYCFC. Um, let's start with your honest feedback and opinion regarding this Orlando City team, uh, Juan Carlos. I think it's good for people to listen to your view from a third-party perspective of this Orlando City squad. What are your first thoughts uh, of the Lions? I mean, you know, you guys are like coming from a consecutive, you know, draws and wins. You know, as long as you guys don't have like consecutive like defeats, I think you guys are doing pretty well. Uh, yes, like I think similarly to NYCFC, you guys really rely on the midfield. Uh, the midfield is probably one of your like strongest points. Of course, you have Gadiese, like I go, so that's also like a good uh, point of reference. But you know, uh, so far so good for Orlando. I think it's still uh, for me. It's still pretty off in, in the se in the season for any team at this point but like i said again as long as the team is not really like having consecutive like uh defeats there's still work to be done you know oh gotcha gotcha so from starters uh I i'm gonna put this picture right here uh cucho you know the colombian international uh he had a one of his best games all season um and you know i'm gonna start by saying you know we look like a team that just didn't have a leader it's it, it just there was like that that first half was one of the worst i mean if not the worst half we've had in a long time uh that is including the game against montreal yes probably a lot of people are wondering now uh we saw a faku in the mid the 
it looked like a chicken without a head. I mean, it was just running around everywhere. Didn't know where he was going to go. Then we have we had Antonio Carlos and Pedro Galese yelling at the back line uh, to compose themselves. I mean, it was just it, it was bad. It was just horrible. Uh, we didn't. Re I didn't really see a comeback after the second goal for Columbus. Uh, and I'll be completely honest with you. But um, I think um, Duncan McGuire was uh, that change, uh, that game changer. I, I want to say that the team needed. And I think Oscar made the right substitutions, right? Uh, so what are your thoughts uh, from the start, John, regarding um, the game against Columbus? Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, if we have a real problem holding on to the ball and with possession uh, in that first half. Like, I think we were trying to be a more counterattacking team, but we kind of just ended up giving the ball away a lot. Like, really, we we I can't remember one single play in that first half that actually resulted in us, you know, getting a shot on target or developing into a full play. It just seemed like we every time we got the ball, we gave it back to them. So that was not great. Uh, also, again, it's like the whose turn is it up to play left back? This week it was uh, Rodrigo Schlegel. And the answer is not Rodrigo Schlegel. Um, he, he, can, he does okay at center back. Left back, he was not. No, no way. Stop anything. And all of their chances in that first half came down that right-hand side, just straight through Schlegel. Uh, again, on the other side, right back, you know, Angulo didn't have the greatest game. Um, I think we have a real problem at our fullback positions. Like we have, we have Mikey, who's who's nailed on number one, and then we have a decent backup at you know right back and left back in Kyle Smith, and we have Petrasso, who's out injured, who should be you know the left back guy, but we especially at left back, Santos doesn't seem to be trusted, hence why. Schlegel's in there, you know. <laughs> I would rather put Gaston at this point at left back than play Schlegel there, you know. Like he's a left wing back who who could maybe do a job, right? Uh, I just I think it needs to be a left footed player. We need Petrasso back, basically, is the answer. He's the only guy yeah. who's looked decent in a left back position for us. And, and then I think right back he was rotating Mikey, right? He was just giving right. him some time out, which is totally fine. He gets a lot of minutes, hence Angulo, but for that one, for me, I'd, I'd rather see Alex Freeman, you know, like give Alex Freeman a shot. Like, I think for me playing a winger as a right back defensively, they're not they're going to have holes. So you're, you're kind of accepting that it's going to be weaker in that position. So I, I'd almost say that, like, the job Angulo could do at right back wouldn't be that far off for Alex Freeman to do a similar job, right? You know, like he at least knows how to play the position. He's been playing it for OCB. He's been doing well. So I kind of, in this one would like, you know, I just give him a shot, give him a chance or bring someone in, in the summer, because we're, we're playing fullbacks in, who aren't fullbacks. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't and, work. You and, know, and, it really doesn't. And I think that's an issue for us. Yeah. And, and I want to add and then give them the mic to Paola. Um, I mean, there is you're completely right uh, but I'm, I'm gonna add Orlando City loses a lot of prowess in attack when the left back situation and the right back situation they're not on point and um, in this game both Farsi and Jeboa had a field day uh, and why because Gaston Gonzalez is not a, a, a defensive minded player uh, he was he was more of a wing in Argentina in, in Union he played more the wing he he never 
he had a left back right there. So uh, he, he didn't really have to retreat and do that back and forth play. Farsi, on the other hand, and also Moreira and Matan, at this point, those three, they uh, knew how to exploit those weaknesses by Gaston Gonzalez, always having to look back and see. That made Robin Jensen also be out of position, which in enabled Antonio trying to help out Rodrigo. So it kind of gives our center backs double duties and, and become disorganized. And then Rodrigo Schlegel, that's something that um, honestly, I, wanna, um, I, I don't know why Pareja did that, to be honest with you. I, I agree wholeheartedly with you, John. I think uh, if we're going to give someone that left that right back position and we don't want Mikey, Freeman can do that. Uh, Rodrigo, uh, he's a great defender, but he's Jeboa physically and on the 1v1 was destroying him. Like the, the thing that Columbus didn't have in this game to maybe go four, four, four goals up was Jeboa maybe crossing the ball better and maybe having a, a straight up nine or a better number nine than Cucho that would capitalize on those chances. But they were getting us. They were getting behind uh, our back line. So, Paola, with that being said, so how do you assess this game uh, against Columbus? What were some of your weak points? And what can you say about the, the attack, right? Like Urgen and, <sighs> and so Ivan. Urgen, Urgen had a decent game. I'm yeah, going to be honest. Um, and I'm glad for him because he's like he cleared two chances that Columbus – had in the first minutes. I don't know if people notice it, but I notice it. Um, but I want to talk about the midfield. The core of this team was giving the ball away all the time. And Araujo and Cartagena, I don't know what's, what happened. Araujo had a better game at the end of the game once we scored the first goal. Then I saw him like running around and trying to recoup the ball, but both of them, they were giving out the... I don't know if they were confused of the colors. And they were giving away the ball to the other team. And I was like, what's going on on the, on the midfield? Juan just said the core of this team is the midfield. And they were not... I don't know if they were not concentrated. I don't know. They were. It was not an office day for them, technically. Um, I don't like Rodrigo as a wing, as a left back, sorry. Um, I prefer if we're going to see this type of games, I, I think... The idea behind uh, Schlegel, Schlegel in this position is just three in the back, but I don't like that. So mm. um, I agree with you. Like you took out a natural center back from the, their own natural position and he was like kind of lost. So and then we saw AC. He was frustrated because <sighs> he's coming from a comeback after that injury. And now we're seeing the Antonio Carlos that we saw in the beginning of 2022 before his injury. So um, on the attacking side, Faku was lost too uh, before before giving that ball to Ershan Kara to score that ball. Like I think the midfield and the and and Faku had a, a struggling there. So that's why we they were kind of lost. Um, for me, Ershan Kara should have been um, one of the contenders for the man of the match for in my opinion. Um, he was yeah. trying to battling in and out from the beginning. So, and you don't usually see Urshan Kara doing that. I mean, I, I feel sometimes, and then I'll give the mic to Juan Carlos. I feel the, I feel that sometimes that Urshan Kara is kind of undervalued a little bit sometimes for, for from for a lot of people in Orlando. Um, I, I I believe 
he'll be great in playing a two-striker system in which he has some sort of help. Uh, now, that could be one option, but honestly, right now, based on if we based on the stats, and hold on, let me get. I actually uh, calculated my stats right here, right. Uh, obviously, Duncan McGuire is excelling over Kara. Goals, goals wise, right? Which is what matters, right? So For goals per minute, he's way exactly. Up. He's he, yeah. So. And, and we'll go into the stats in just a moment, but I, I believe that Duncan, I mean, he should be the starting number nine against NYCFC. Uh, like I think we were talking in a backstage with John Urgen, he will be great coming as a sub in the 60th minute, you know. And uh, I feel like with 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 Duncan, he had more, he was more physical. Like look at the goal that he scored; he was pretty much he just barging in. You know, like just barging in, like without any fear. He's just shooting the ball, right? Um, I'm gonna take my chance and make it now, type of situation. And uh, you gotta definitely give give him the credit. Now, uh, I asked Juan Carlos. I don't know if you saw this game, but Nagby and Morris, Nagby's seasoned veteran in the MLS, Adrian Morris, young kid. They both pretty much killed Orlando's mid. Um, kind of putting yourself into you know nycfc mode like what are some of the flaws you see in this uh orlando city team is in, in the midwise i mean is is mauricio pereira surely missed by orlando do you think that i think so again like you guys said you know the midfield i think it's your guys like core so like if he's like the creator and he's the one that's pushing all the plays the fact that he's missing and the fact that, you know, there's no connection between the nine and the midfield. And then the defense is also like kind of like you guys said, all over the place. Like when you don't have that like focus point to actually like guide the place for the team. Like, I think it's just difficult for everything to start working out. Right. Let's read some comments uh, from, from the people that are here. Uh, online, thank you so much for your support. Daniel Phillips is it Lewis is right, carries undervalued. That goal that he scored was the same type of goal he scored in Austria all the time. If we can use care properly, we need to cash out and reinvest those funds. There you go. Joshua Tola, Miss Pereira, hope he will be back soon. Um, do you know when Luca Petras is coming back at the moment? They're very secretive when it comes to the player availability of Orlando City, so you know. And now they got Austin there too. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure that, he, you know, he'll get the, you know, he'll get the, he'll get the, the word out. I mean, one thing that really, and I'll be completely honest, that we're working on is trying to be on the, <laughs> trying to be in the actual uh, trainings, uh, because there are only 15 minute breaks. So in order for you to cover a training, you only have 15 minutes. So for me, it's almost impossible. I'll have to take a whole day off work for 15 minutes, right? So, uh, but I, I believe that once once I I'll, I'll reach to the club and and see what they say. But we surely miss them, and you know we brought players, and I'm sure that's probably why the fans feel we brought players not to miss Luca Petrasso so much. You know, I think Luca Petrasso came as a very silent signing. Right, uh, not too much uh, hurrah for Luca Petrasso, but surely he's being missed. 
Tincho had a few no-look passes to the other team. Yeah, there was a miscommunication completely. And also Cartagena. I mean, Cartagena should not be having... I mean, every time they gave away the ball, Columbus went in transition, and they had the players to do so. And uh, it, it was just very simple. I, I don't know. Sometimes I, I, I was thinking, why can't Orlando just play a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-2 or a 4, you know? Why, or a 4-4-2, right? I mean, uh, it's it seems like we always trying to experiment with the lineups. Uh, Daniel Phillips, I feel like Kara had a solid game. I don't mind that he took that shot. We need all the DPs to have maximum confidence. Habibi says, Potter in. Graham Potter, you, you, what do you feel about that, uh, John? Graham Potter? Yeah, I don't, I don't really <laughs> see that one. As far as Graham Potter's fallout, I don't, I don't think he's looking at MLS. I think he's going to be going to like the championship or something. What about what about? I don't, I don't um, think he needs to come all the way to to the U.S. to escape what happened to Chelsea. You know, I think that was just Chelsea is like kryptonite for for like all that like not kryptonite you know it just it kills all managers right it's like that's what happens you go to chelsea your your career is over like it just gets ruined so what about um tata martino everyone's like tata martino tata martino i'm like have you heard of tata martino's record in mexico like in barcelona he only won like the the league if that and obviously, you had like a squad. You know, at that time, Barca had star-studded squad. It wasn't the Barca that Xavi inherited after Messi left. So I'm just saying, guys. I mean, if you're complaining now about Orlando plays, please don't suggest uh, Pochettino or Tata Martino. You know, Daniel Phillips. We have a massive fullback issue. You may call it a crisis. I agree. Do you feel that Juan Carlos that we have a fullback issue? How do you feel about our defense? I mean, honestly, like, honestly speaking, due to the, like, uh, what is it, MLS season pass, I haven't been able to catch most of the games because every game is at the same time. So, I mean, if that's your weakest point, like, I feel like this episode, I could, like, contrast it to what NYCFC is going through. So, like, for us, the issue is the nine. And it might be for you guys, it's like the right back. So... If that's your weakest point, I think we're in the same page. We're in different areas of the field. Yeah, I mean, it is it is pretty impressive. Like, we were talking about it. We have similar numbers uh, coming up. I mean, you guys just yeah. lost against the Red Bulls, right? And uh, numbers-wise, we're, we're right there. Yeah, we're know? in it. We're, we're always, like, together. Whenever, like, we're about to face each other, we're always, like, right next to each other <laughs> for some reason at some point. Yeah. Now, for us and for our fan base, it's a do or die. It's kind of that Dropkick Murphy song. It's do or die. So, um, and for you guys also, because uh, we're also in similar parallel lines when it comes to the management, the performance, the stats, and all that. So, let's read some more comments, and then we'll dive into NYCFC. Uh, Zach Bartas, how you doing, my friend? says, Super Frank in, Frankie Lampard. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I like Lampard as a player. He was a beast. But I don't know how I feel. John, do you think those managers would like to play MLS? I mean, they have nothing to lose, man. Make it an MLS here. Um, I think it, you have to be... I think it depends where you are in your stock in England, right? I think 
lot like there's a whole pyramid system in england so if you're a lower league manager you can kind of work your way up into the you know championship and then the premier league so looking at the mls is just not really it's not in that system for them and so i don't think a lot of them consider it as an option you know i think maybe for the I think money if you're struggling in England, like that could be something you're like oh maybe i'll come over I don't know. It's it's interesting to me. There's not a lot of MS, MLS teams that go after, you know, yeah. your championship level or like lower end Premier League level managers, particularly like apart from maybe Wayne Rooney being the example. Well, yeah. um, but there are a lot of quality managers over in England that, you know, on the lower end of the, the Premier League and upper championship that could do a very good job in MLS. I just I don't know if they always think about it as a viable option. Right. They've got the whole English pyramid to work in. I think I think as a as a as a motivator as a, somebody that has won major championships and they can tell maybe somebody like Duncan Maguire, hey, look what I've done! Like this is what I've done, right? With factual proof, this is what I've accomplished in the soccer world. Definitely, Frankie Lampard will be a, a, a great coach. Um, somebody to develop and and make a team a little better. Now, I don't know if he will like to come to the mls but you know now if you give me tata martin or frankie lampard i'll pick frankie lampard in my opinion it's just my personal opinion just because tata martino won with atlanta doesn't mean that he's gonna he's gonna be the solve of all our issues i'm just saying it says i want to listen brutality pineda fernanda fernandez all right there you go <laughs> uh sagvartes a more realistic english manager might be stevie g did well in scotland but couldn't cut it in epl it's a good idea yeah I mean, he would be a, a great a, a great coach. Thank you, Sack. Appreciate it, man. Um, this is I miss Pereira. Hope he will be back soon. So let's dive in a little bit about um, NYCFC and what's coming up. Clearly, we throw that uh, we we got that tie uh, against Columbus. Uh, a great goal by Duncan Maguire. We'll we'll talk about Duncan in just a moment too. But Paola, what are your expectations coming up this game? Um, you know, obviously a win, right? But um, especially at home on a Wednesday night, um, we see it as a derby, right? Uh, I think you as being a season pass member, you know, you you how, how do you feel uh, coming up this game? I just want to see. I don't want to see Rodrigo as a a left back. I just want to see a right back. That's <laughs> a right back. Sorry, I just want to see our normal uh, defenders. Holiday in. Probably let's see if Lucas is back. I don't think so because he was ruled out from the four against Columbus. And if New York is not doing well in the in the attack, we need to take advantage of that, of course. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Juan, but they just lost four in a row. Ah, you're correct. You're correct. Four in a row. So. Four in a row. It could be a fifth in a row. Sorry, Juan. I don't want to. I just know, like, we met <laughs> oh, each wow. other right now. But <laughs> no, but we have, like, the morale for New York, probably mentally, is like we have to win this game for Orlando City, too, because we barely won a point on last Saturday. I mean, that was at the death, man. That it was, was at the death. And I, if, if it I wasn't screamed. for Duncan, oh, me too. If bro, it wasn't screamed, for Duncan, I was like, God. Sorry. And at last, in a set piece, we score a goal. And it was because of Duncan. Because everybody else, they were 
I like watching oh, the ball where oh let's see. Who, I think that was a, a planned set piece though. Like it was supposed to go yeah. to whoever was the runner on the far side, and he was supposed to head it back and it just didn't really go right, and then it landed for for Doug. For so at last, and we talked about set pieces last Monday. Like we're not taking advantage of them. Not at all. They shut me up. They shut me up. So I like that. My feelings on throw-ins, Luis. I do not appreciate (laughs) these long throw-ins. And that's another thing. Like we have to play more in uh, between the mid. Stop long passing from the defenders, from Jansen to the forward. Just, just use the mid. And we're still, like, I don't know. We're we're missing that piece. And Luis, you you talk about it in the beginning of the pod of the episode, like. We're lost, and we need to be more consistent in the midfield. Pass the ball, no long passes. I'm I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting a win. Um, more shots on goal and more in the back of the net, probably. But. Yeah, that was this. I mean, that was horrible. I mean, having zero shots on goal in the first half. That was like what? The I hell just need that? the energy. And then, and then you have, and, and again, I go back to the video I made that you know that. That sent waves to the OC Twitter uh, people. Um, I feel like it's a character issue too, and the players need to put themselves like also responsible of what's going on. I mean, Orlando City has a lot of good players that know how to play with the ball. Um, you know, play that tiki taka style f- football, that South American flair type of thing, and it's just. We, we don't see that happening. We, we see that when they try to do that, they lose the ball t- terribly and the other team goes on the counter. So it just seems that, you know, maybe it's, you know, I don't know. It's it's just character. Maybe, maybe they're just, I don't know, um, used to the pressure. I, I'm, I, I mean, that's the only thing I could think because I, I, I mean, you're, you're a professional soccer player. You're supposed to be used to the the pressure of the fans being upset, of the press talking about you, of, of people truly voicing their opinion, right? So, but again, these kids came from clubs that they have never won a championship. And if they have, they did it in the 50s. Like you're talking about Ramiro Enrique comes from Banfield. Uh, Union de Santa Fe is doing relegation in Argentina. Peñarol is always up top. I think Facundo is the only one that has won a major championship from the whole group, including Galese. He's never won a major championship, not even in Peru. So you're talking about players that are looking for, there's only maybe a couple that have touched glory. Now, U.S. Open Cup glory is a completely different ballgame, in my opinion. Now, um, you know, and, and that was bad in itself being eliminated from the U.S. Open Cup. Um, let's uh, continue diving in into NYCFC with, with Juan right here. So I'm going to put the lineup for NYCFC against the Red Bulls. Now, from this lineup that we're seeing here, what are some of the changes that you feel like the, are, are going to be happening with um, coming up Orlando City? Um, you know, you have Tales Magno playing the wing, Right, they were also putting him as a number nine, right? Uh, and also to me, one of the best players I think you guys have is Rodriguez, right? Your number 10 from Uruguay, yeah. he knows very well at Aujo and he knows very well, uh, um, some of the Uruguayan players that play in Orlando, right? Um, what are your first thoughts regarding how NYCFC may lining up against Orlando on Wednesday? 
I mean, based on what I saw on the on the derby, you know, I think given that, I think after the the match against you guys on uh, Wednesday, I think the league itself, I think we go on a break for like a week, I believe, right? So yeah. given how you know the team arrives, I think they're gonna go all out. I think they're gonna go all out. I think we're going to see. Um, Oh, there you go. So let me let me. You want me to do? You want me to do the the, the starting eleven? No, no, no. It's fine. I'm just going to tell you the changes that I think okay. are going to happen based on the picture. So we're going to see. You know how Sands is on the left. That's right. Yeah. So instead of Sands, we're going to see Kufre in this. Uh, Brian okay. Kufre, right? Uh, Tiago Martins is going to go in the middle. So it's going to be like a back four. So we're going to have okay. Linich instead of Tiago Martins. We're gonna have Thiago Martins and Maxime Chenard, like as the center, like defenders. Duo, yeah. Uh -huh. And then we're gonna have Kufre. In the midfield, we're probably gonna have Parks, Santi, and I think Sands back in the midfield. So Sands is a six. Sands is a six, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, and then up top, we're gonna have GP Gabi Pereira. We're going to have Talis Magno, and we're probably going to have Ledesma again. Or if not, Santi Rodriguez turns into that false nine again. And instead instead of Santi being in, in the midfield, we're going to have Ledesma in his place. Oh, wow. So you have a lot of players that in the, uh, you know, in the attack that mm -hmm. are versatile, kind of like kind of like Orlando in a way, like yeah. uh, like Faku could play the right, the left, the mid, mm -hmm. right? Um, that's That's great. So, John, uh, seeing the, the assessment from Juan Carlos on how NYCFC may play with a back of four, uh, you want to give it a shot and see how Orlando should line up against NYCFC? Yeah, I mean, uh, sure. It's Some of it's obvious. Some of it is not, right? I think we have these positions that are just really hard to tell who's going to play in that position. And then we have other positions where it's for sure, like we know this is a, a locked-in starter. Uh, I think recently we have seen this Arujo Cartagena midfield kind of be a bit more consistent. So I think that seems to be something that Oscar is enjoying, even though it's not always working, he seems to be sticking with it. I say Galese at goal, you know, that's, that's an obvious one. And then I would go with Jansen and AC in those two center back roles. I think um, Mikey is going to be back to play the right back. I think that the idea was to, you know, rest him so that he can play right back now. And left back. Oh, this is the, this is the no. real question. Left back. I'll, I don't think Petrasso is going to be back. I'd love for him no. to be back. You know who I think should play left back. And I think everyone's going to think this is a crazy shout. I think Dagger Dan should play left back. I think in at this point, he is more hardworking and he actually can do some <laughs> defensive work for you. Yeah, he does. And he does play left back. He's, He's played left back before. Yeah. You know, it's like in some ways you want a guy who's going to work hard and ha could make a tackle. Like that's that's what we're filling in here. Or no. let's put Santos in and actually give Santos some more time. But <laughs> everything we've seen from Santos is saying that he is not the guy. So we, this is what I mean in left back. Like I literally, I can't, I'm putting dagger in as like a, okay, let's give him a shot. Right. Like, cause we're, we might as well just try somebody else. What Grab about Abita Salim? 
We have that uh, defender, and we haven't Adi seen Salim. him in a while. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. he's left footed. Yeah. I think he yeah. has played left back in college. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so I don't I mean, know. All right. So so it could so be what Gaston? Else? It could be so many guys. No, I don't want Gaston. Right. No. But I don't. What have we seen? So, but what have we seen, guys? What have we seen, guys? When it comes to Orlando and the back four, when they get into a little bit of pressure, especially in the beginning of the game, it's going to be Kyle Smith. They lose the ball, they lose the ball, and then they turn, they give it away, and then then that's where the lapses in, in my opinion, I think that's where the defensive, their defensive judgment gets clouded, or or, or something happens that, that's how Columbus score those goals, and that's how Montreal score those goals, because they stop communicating, so, um, I feel like. The only person who I've seen who's competent enough to play left back outside of Petrasso is Kyle Smith. Yeah. And only as a defensive left back. Like exactly. and he can make those switching balls across the Mikey like he did that one game. Yeah. So that's fine too. Maybe he was rested because he wants to play Kyle Smith at this this game as a left back. Who knows? I mean, that's so, like pick so, a guy, so, right? It, yeah, no, so so at this it could point, be anybody. So at this point, we kind of know why Rafael Santos did not have any minutes at Cruzeiro and why maybe they decided to loan loan him in, to many other teams. I think in our offseason, Luis, that, that was the, the mistake. Yeah. I think every offseason, there's like a bunch of, you know. There's always uh, one. Yeah. And that it was looks, our mistake. It looks like Santos was the mistake. So, Kyle, Jensen, AC, Mikey. All right. So then, obviously... Uh, early the mid, right? Uh, are we going? Uh, I mean, are we gonna go back to? I mean, because if we think about how Oscar will line up, this will be Araujo and and, uh, and Cartagena, right? But I'll be honest with you, I don't know what you think, Paola, but I'm not convinced with Cartagena, and I I, I feel. I feel like you should he, rest him. Let's rest him. They give for this he gave game. up the ball. Like I mean, I think he'll be better coming in as a sub, in my opinion. Uh, that's just the way I feel. I think Dagger Dan, man. I mean, Dagger Dan came in with Duncan, and I mean, you could feel change it, yeah. Because what what did I notice is the the aggressiveness that he came in with. He came in like boom, like I'm gonna take the ball away from you. I know that I will probably lose it, but I'm gonna go and run back and get it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that attitude was definitely better. <laughs> this is Dagger Dan. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, so we're, we're going to go for Dagger Dan, right? Dagger Dan. Dagger Dan. Yeah, and, and I was wishing to see the same Wilder that we saw against LA um, Galaxy. Yeah. He had, a, I think, his best performance with Orlando that game. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen it in the last two games. Yeah, and, and also because it was, I mean, and I, I don't want to, it was lesser competition. I mean, uh, Montreal's mid and Columbus mid is much better than LA, LA Galaxy's mid. The other now, thing on um, Dagger Dan real quick is when we have given him starts, he got played on the left wing or the right wing. And I know that he's a versatile player and he could play everywhere in Iceland, but that was Iceland. And this is America, and MLS, <laughs> and I, I don't, I don't think he quite has the attributes to be a, a winger, right? He, he's a box to box right. midfielder. That's what he is. He's great at attacking. He can, he can defend as well. He's an eight. So, he's an Urso. So, 
So give him the start. He's a Urso, right? Give him the start at the eight and see what he can do. Because I think, like I said, the other games he's been played on the wing, and I, I'm just not sure that's his position. Um, mm -hmm. Even though he could play there, right? I think that he needs to be in the eight. And let's see, maybe he could be, maybe he could be the answer. Because, like you said, Cartagena is not the answer right now. Yeah, I mean, right now, um, uh, pretty. Yeah, I, I didn't like his performance in the first half um, for for the game. Now, uh, Juan Carlos, looking at this Orlando City team, and you see, you know, the players that they have up up top. I mean, compared to NYCFC, I mean, um, you have we have Facundo Torres. You guys have have uh, Santi, like very similar type of players. Uh, I don't think a lot of people give Santi a lot of credit. But uh, do you feel like this, I mean, on paper, um, what Orlando has, uh, it, it kind of makes you feel like NYCFC may play a little bit more conservative uh, coming up um, uh, against uh, Orlando in Explorer Stadium? I don't think so. I think based on, you know, the momentum of the team right now and based on the, you know, the recent result, nobody likes to lose a derby, you know. And I think the team is pretty hungry as to... And also trying to prove a point, I believe, I think the main issue and the biggest difference between Orlando and NYCFC is the fact that you guys have a natural nine and we don't. I think that's going to be like the game breaker, like during this match. Yes, we have like, you know, a similar lineups, similar like assets in the midfield like you guys, but I think you guys have an advantage and having that nine is going to be like what sets the game apart, I believe. Now, uh, to add on what Juan Carlos said, we, we, we do have two nines, but we don't know. <laughs> we don't know how to use the first one. <laughs> we don't know how to use that urgent, uh, you know, you know, you know, we're just kind of like, you know, we don't know how to use the first one, but uh, with Duncan, you know, he's, he's been performing tremendously. I do have uh, some some stats on on Duncan that I was going to mention, and I want everyone's opinion. You know, um, Duncan McGuire, he he's killing it, man. And uh, you know, when it comes to that draw, that everyone obviously is not happy with the draw result. Uh, I am happy because we should have Columbus. The way they were attacking us in the first half should have gone up four nil. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, and for us to rescue just one miser miserable point, it doesn't put us last in the East, right? So I'm I'm content with that at least, that at least there is so many teams with 15 points now. Now Orlando still depends on, on their form and how to do it. Now, Orlando City is the first team to overcome a two-goal halftime deficit at Columbus to earn a point since they did it themselves in July of 2016. So... Orlando, <laughs> Orlando, we, we we tied ourselves, uh, our own record. So in 2016, we went and we 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 had a we overcame a two two goal halftime deficit, and we did it again in 2023 against the same team, Columbus Crew, in that same stadium. So, thank you to the to Opta, uh, my, my pals from Opta. So, uh, and then also Duncan McGuire, 393 minutes according to Opta, four goals, one assist. He is definitely having a great season. The Holland of the Heartland, that's how they call him, the, the Holland of the Heartland. Uh, Juan Carlos is laughing. 
It's okay. The Holland of the Harlan, right? And uh, he's definitely living up to that name, man. I mean, he's being a menace. Uh, John, what are your thoughts regarding Duncan? And he, he has the coolest picture, too. I'm going to put it right here on the... Somebody took this picture. I don't know if it was... Oh, uh, right? He's just so he just... The band knows where goal is, you know. That finish in the 92nd minute, he absolutely smacks it in the back of the net. Pure confidence from him, you know. He took it on yeah. the volley, just beautiful finish. And I, I think with him is that he he runs and gives you everything out on the field when he's out there, right? He he's giving you a hundred percent every time, and you know that's what you want from a rookie. But he's also bringing the quality to go along with it, right? So. He scored that many goals in that few minutes. That's why I'm just like, he should be getting more minutes. Like, give give the man more time. I think he he's like, he's got 90 minutes in him every game. I think Urchin Kara has about 60 minutes in him every game. So how you use those two is is totally up to, you know, I think you could reverse it the other way and have, have um, Duncan start and bring on Kara. You can have Kara start and bring on Duncan. I think it depends on who your opponent is and who you're going up against and what the general style is. For me, I think away from home, I would prefer Duncan because I think he, you need to have someone who's pressing away from home and putting pressure. Uh, whereas at home, I think we could, you know, we have the possession of the ball more. So it kind of makes more sense to have someone like Archinkara in and maybe his, he sit, suits more of a possession based system where we can build up around him and, you know, get the ball into him in the box it's hard to say which is the right answer right now. I'm team Duncan because I think that he works harder and therefore I, I want to play the guy who works harder for you. Um, but I think obviously Urchin has a, you know, scored a couple goals and is starting to find his feet too. And he's, he's the big money guy. Right. So from the club's perspective, that's the other thing that's, you know, it's one guy you're paying all this money to is the most expensive guy on the squad. A white guy is probably one of the cheapest guys on the squad. So, right. Really, they're like we should be playing our now, guy people, we're paying all the money to because we pay him all the money. So I don't know. I I think arguably Duncan is in having a better season and should get the start every game over Kara. If it's if you're right. asking me, but other people feel differently. I think that's totally fine. I think they're both scoring goals. So either one of them starting right now, I'm fine with. I also want to say, and I want to add, and I give it back to Paula. Um, <laughs> He's a he's a kid that's making a huge impact in the squad. His, uh, you know, the, the the title of the show today was "It's About Drive" because reminded me of that song of the Rock, that rap song of the Rock. It's about drive. It's about power. So he, he looks like a rock star, right? Now he's a player that he can make mistakes. Let's not just crush him. Let's you know let's let's keep keep him up, right? He he's on the up and up. Let's. I I know he looks like a level-headed kid, you know. Um, let's not take him to the stratosphere. So then, when he maybe has a thriller equalizer goal that's going to take us to the playoffs, let's say, and he misses, we're not going to go and you should have sub him out, you know, right? Let's be be calm, calm, triple C's, cool, calm, and collective, and continue to support him. Now he's doing a phenomenal job. Now, a lot of people are saying he's like the new Daryl DK. Paula, do you feel that he's the new Daryl DK? <sighs> Two completely different he has, players. He has the for numbers, me. kind he of. Has, in a way. Yeah. 
Um, physically, it's not DK, but I can see the, you know, the 1v1 when he tried to press the other uh, opponent, but he's not Daryl DK, unfortunately. Um, probably in a few more games, I can say, yeah, he's Daryl DK, but <laughs> you, you talked about he misses. He, he he might miss a goal or something. He missed on against Charlotte, I believe, last week week a open play that he should have scored, but he didn't. So yeah, players make mistakes. We forgive them. Um, I, he has a bright future. He, he's not Daryl DK, unfortunately, and and I don't know if you guys um agree with me, but physically. He tries to, you know, get, you know, the ball and all that stuff. But Daryl Dickey was like a tank for me. I think it's just like the path they're wrong. Yeah. 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 Right? It's not the player. It's just like, hey, it's you the came path, from yeah. college and you're you're breaking into the first team. Like, right. and but but um, Duncan's doing it way faster than, than DK. Exactly. Yeah. DK, how many, how many games and someone was injured to get into the pitch? I don't remember who was. Um, I think Decho was the one who was injured. I don't know. That's the past. I mean, Duncan started the first game of the season, if I'm not yeah. wrong. So, yeah, like, so he was like right out I there think, from the beginning. I think Oscar sees something different, probably, from Daryl DK. Because for me, if Oscar is giving him starting, is he sees something from him. Because oh, the other the other rookies are not starting anymore, or they're in the bench, but Oscar doesn't let them in. So I don't know. He has a bright future for sure. And like like John said, whoever scores for this squad, I'm all in at this point because we haven't seen a lot of goals this this season. So now with Juan Carlos, I want to ask your your opinion about uh, Duncan Maguire. And also, I kind of wanted to ask you, uh, you know, this is great for American football, American soccer as well, because, I mean, this is a guy who comes from the collegiate system of the United States, right? Uh, the McCurman Trophy, you know, and so that's that's saying that our collegiate system, it's, it's you know, racing or planting seeds for potential UN's men's national team potential players, and that is great, right? Don't you think? What are your thoughts regarding Duncan? I mean, of course, any player that comes like from within the academies, whether it's from Orlando, NYCFC, anything that you see that you know either actually gets to play in the national team or goes to Europe, anything that like provides a sort of like a progress in terms of like youth talent, I think is a good sign. Uh, so. You guys got to continue with that, you know, philosophy and continue giving the kids a chance, actually, you know, because like, I think that's live overall, you know, you need to give people chances, even if they flop, but you know that you gave that person a chance. And I think in soccer is the same way. Is that something you see a lot with your New York squad, Juan? Is there a lot of, I know because you guys cleared house like preseason. Yeah. Is there a lot of youth in that squad, even though you brought some some guys in? I mean, yeah, there is, but also, you know, the, the model itself, I think after the championship season, like I, we believe that 
we don't really need like big names to actually make things work. And I think I spoke to the CEO of the team and he actually touched base on that. You know, he was like, I believe that we don't need to go into big names. We see that, you know, with the Maxi Morales, with the Tati Castellanos, with Santi Rodriguez, like not necessarily big names, but they're actually being able to actually progress and build up a a reputation that actually helps the team. So I believe that, you know, while this is a young team, I think with the right uh, direction and with enough time, like we're going to be able to see some promising talent for the next couple of years. The, the thing I think is crazy that New York doesn't do is that relationship with Man City. It would seem to me like Man City should be sending all their youth prospects over to play for New York City FC. And that, that doesn't seem to happen because if you look at the, the Man City U23s, most of them are on loan like out in the championship and, and they're like top championship level players. So I always wonder like why they don't loan them to New York. And then uh, did you wonder that? Is that something that you get frustrated by and wish you had more players on loan? I mean, listen, uh, City Group itself has like <laughs> many, how teams. do I say, base teams like all over the yeah. world. Like, oh, yeah, so they, they, they recently, I think, got Bahia in Brazil and they have they got, Bol- like, Bolivar in, in Bolivia. Bo- Bolivar in Bolivia and Montevi- um, uh, Montevideo City. You got Melbourne Sorry, City. Yeah, That's so they have Australia, mm-hmm. they have Japan. So, yeah. like, it's not like uh, Man- Manchester City is going to be like, hey, we're going to send people to, um, NYCFC because there's nowhere else to send them, you know. I think in that aspect, it's a business model. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know how they operate. Like, we might be able to say, like, yeah, we need players, and yeah, we have talent, and yeah, we have, like, we know we can develop them, but, like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they decide as to, like, what to do, you know, in terms of, like, where to loan these players. So, like, as like much Cassie, as we want these talents. Castellanos, like, right? Because he's yeah, he, on loan. Like, Man City he, loaned him out from you guys. Is that the scenario there? Uh, no. Man City, uh, we own know. the rights to, to Tati Castellanos. He didn't go to City. So, he's on loan to Girona from us. Yeah. So, so we, we well, that should be a big Dortmund. sale for you guys in the future, hopefully, right? Hopefully. Hopefully, I mean, he did score four against Madrid recently, so I think that's yeah. a big booster. I I am putting my vote. Tati, come to Barca, man. What do you got to lose? Barca needs a striker next to Lewandowski. I think that they will kill it there. I think we're getting messy back, so, you right. know. <laughs> but what I was going to say was Santi um, Rodriguez, the 10 of New York City FC, He's actually from Montevideo City. Mm-hmm. So, and then he was sold. They did a club to club transfer, which is the weirdest thing. It's like, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm going to sell. So they tell the player, you're going to play in the MLS, my friend. Better quality, quality of life. Great, my friend. You're going to leave the, you're going, we're going to pay you. So it's like a complete, it's kind of like changing payrolls. Like you go from one exactly. payroll to right one bank to a different bank now, pay, getting so paid much ranch. more. Yeah, let's right. say a different store. Like if you have one chase in Queens, we're gonna transfer you to a chase in like Long Island per se, right? Like PA or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So and I mean that player for NYCFC, to, uh, it's been a, a pretty heavy impact, impactful player for NYCFC. Now that brings me to the record between these two clubs. These two clubs started the same year in the MLS. I remember I was there uh, when Kaká scored that equalizer um, free kick. 
right? Um, and seven wins for each squad, seven draws for each squad, seven losses also. Now, 36 goals for NYCFC and 26 for Orlando City. I mean, you have WB, man. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come I mean, on, man. We had like, like we had Julio Batista. Come on, my. Well, you guys had Kaká. It's come not like Kaká couldn't score. Like John yeah, Smiley, because he, he nah, had nah, Julio nah, Batista. Nah. We have Adrian Winter. Come on, man. Nah, right? I mean, I mean, this is a record, like all time, like numbers. Yeah, according Look according to according to. Um, FB ref. Wow. Yeah. We are pretty, pretty much close. tied. We're tied on Except everything. Except when they scored 10 more goals. Except 10 score. more goals. <laughs> because, because they also had pretty good players, I'll have to say. I mean, we had Tati. And yeah. I, look, listen, from the David Villa to actually, from David Villa to now, the only changes they've seen, like in terms of us as attackers, we had Heber, Heber Araujo Heber, and like uh-huh. Tati Castellanos from that be from that first match. So it's not like we changed a lot. Like yeah, but your your nines have been like players that have scored over ten goals this season. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously not anymore. But I mean, when it comes to Orlando, that's I think what Orlando expected, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? John or right, Paola? Right, right. I mean, with Urgent Cara coming with 14 goals in the Austrian League, I mean, we expected at least like maybe eight goals at least, right? Um, right, guys. And Ojeda too. Ojeda too, scoring like 13 goals in the Argentinian League for Godoy Cruz. Facu Torres is scoring uh, eight goals in Peñarol the year before he came to Orlando City. And then scoring nine goals in his first season in the MLS, you know? I I think it shows that, like, MLS is not a league that everybody can just come in and click. You know what I mean? I think that's a lot of – like, in the offseason, we're doing all these trades for big players, and it's it's great. And we're like, hey, they can score 20 goals in their league, but that doesn't always translate into 20 goals in MLS. And I think that's what we – we see with some guys like Kara, like, you know, maybe he is only a 10-goal season striker. Like, hopefully not, but we, do, we don't know. Like, it's sort of, I think people look like for like, and the MLS is such a unique league with all the travel and the physicality and so many things that are different from other leagues around the world that I think it, it really does take some players a while to either learn how to adapt to work in MLS or they just they just never do at all and they just can't make it in MLS. So hopefully Ojeda is one that is learning how the MLS works and is going to, you know, by the end of the season, start firing goals. Yep. And now let's look at this stats right here. So you guys can. These are the leading scorers. Uh, I told you, Tati. <laughs> for, for the matches, uh, for all Orlando against NYCFC games. Kyle Aaron is top with nine goals. Then you have David Villa with six, the Maxi Morales with five, and then Chris Mueller now in Chicago with four. And then uh, Tajuri, which to me, Tajuri should have never left NYCFC. That's just my opinion. But uh, and then obviously Nani, Tesho, Kaka, and then Tati with two goals. No mix discarude. There's yeah. a blast from the past. I've I know. Right? Mix mix discarude was a, pl- a great player in FIFA yeah. too. I will say back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And then 
Maxi I had, uh, Morales? That, that, that's surprising to me. Maxi? <laughs> yeah, Maxi Morales. And then watch watch the assist record. Like, the assist record, it's it's pretty crazy. There's a lot of NYCFC players in, in, in here. Um, the assist record, you have Maxi Morales with four. So, actually, Maxi Morales has been the player against Orlando. So he thrived playing against Orlando City. The father of Orlando City. I'm the father, the father of Orlando City, pretty much. Yeah. Right. Then you have Jesus Medina with two. Uh Cuadro Puku. Oh, wow. with two. Yeah. And then look at this. He just scored a, a goal against the legends. Uh Real Madrid. Um Dwyer. <laughs> Infamous. Right, right, John? I mean, Savannah Carrasco, that's the one <laughs> up there that I'm really like, oh, man. Also, I love that none, none of these players are on our team anymore. Yeah, Joao Moutinho, oh, too. Uh, apparently, none of our more recent squad can score against NYCFC. So that's good for you, Juan. I mean, as of right now, like, trust me, I'm all for NYCFC. But given the momentum, Jesus Christ, we ourselves are like our own worst enemy at this point. Like, trust me, we may have flair, we may have names, we may have names, but like we just can't score, bro. We and set pieces, Jesus Christ, not even get me started on that. So, you know, it's gonna be a 50-50. Yeah. Hopefully you guys can exploit some of our weaknesses, but hopefully Juan, you you're know. giving me hope for Wednesday. <laughs> Listen, I know I'm not supposed People to people don't but, like hope, know. bro. I'm being uh, realistic, yeah. you know, so <laughs> hopefully we get the win. Hopefully we get the win, of course. Like, I want them to win. But, like, you know what? I think this team needs, like, a reset, you know? You're right. I think it's a 50-50 because both teams at this point is a roller coaster ride. Yeah. They haven't been consistent. So hopefully we don't play as the first half. Like we saw last Saturday, yeah. like I just said. So, and it's a final for, in my opinion, it's a final for Orlando City because so many things. I mean, first and foremost, the the standings are on stake, especially because NYCFC and Orlando are almost identical in numbers. We second of all, Jesus, yeah, Christ. exactly. Orlando could drop to 10 too and stay there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, that's that's why the fan base is so like pissed i'll be honest with you and um then um you have the fans right the 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 home home for orlando has been terrible this year worse than last season too so which is which is crazy i thought it would not get any worse but it got worse so they, they have a lot of things to build up and then coming up another derby this is the florida derby against inter miami at Inter, and Inter actually on the up-and-up winning games with, in my opinion, a really good nine like Leonardo Campana and some other pieces, Kamal Miller and things like that, they're looking a little better now. Like, we we got to get that momentum going. If not, I mean, we're looking at two L's back-to-back, and then I think the, the families won't tolerate it any longer. Right, John? And Joseph Martinez has been... That's right scoring goals i'm like oh exactly, now yeah. like and and when you know how what happens when he plays against orlando it's like oh let me score more goals so hopefully we get our w on saturday i'm going to that game now this is a striking data right here people love data 
six yellow cards. The top person, player, that had six yellow cards between Orlando and NYCFC, Christian Iguita, a player that I miss so much, man. He was the best. Oh, my God. He was great. Would give anything to have yes. Mr. Aguita yes. in this next, uh, you know, like yeah, we're, like we're talking about. We need someone in <laughs> yeah. that midfield. We we need a Christian. We need Christian Aguita. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they don't make defensive midfielders. And then okay. look, and then look at Alexander Ring right now in Austin, right? Uh, I believe, and Maxi Morales Austin. with five. But now this is what's striking, and I want to ask this to Paula. Robin Jensen, Antonio Carlos are top four. For mo- most yellow cards in a game against NYCFC of all time, these are two. This is our back line. This tells us that they gotta be careful too, right? They gotta play with a little bit more poise, in my opinion. I don't know what are your thoughts. I think Jansen has been under control this season. It's not like <laughs> last season or the couple of, of of games. AC just got a yellow card against Columbus in the right. 14 minute. Like he needs uh, so to he, control he himself. Get, yeah, he might get if he gets a yellow card in this game, he's not gonna play against uh Inter and oh man. So he already has four. Well, how many has... how many let me see how many um Let's yellow see. cards have at AC, but he needs to control himself right for Wednesday. Um I I could see Jansen having a yellow card in this game. I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. What about you, Juan Carlos? What do you think about these stats right here for yellow card? Do you think it's going to be a choppy game at some point between those both teams? I think so, especially if you get Shanot going. Yeah. <laughs> He's been like, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the argument between him and Talis Magno or like whenever yeah. things just don't go right. I'm, oh, I, I haven't for, seen that. Yeah, for some reason, he's just like kind of losing it constantly recently. Hopefully that's not the case against Orlando, but you know, uh, hopefully you guys don't take them off like the, the wrong way and then, you know, gets him. So he's like parts. Antonio Carlos for us. Antonio Carlos, when something is not going well, yeah, he yeah, yells, but he's, yeah. yeah, but he's not gonna yell his. <laughs> he's not gonna yell like he yelled. Uh, let Chanel yell Talis Magno like. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah. But another, you can see his frustration though. Right. No, and another player from us that like you guys should really look out for for yellow cards. I don't know if I'm giving you like why I'm giving you all this information. I shouldn't be giving this out. <laughs> Don't worry, like, I'm gonna call the coach right now and just right. get Santi Rodriguez is yeah. also one to have very short temper. Like, oh yeah. So like yeah, um, hopefully that's not the I case. I can see this, him and Arujo getting into it. I, like a I was going to say that Araujo picking because, poking on him. Yeah, like he same yeah. way, like when when he loses it, like he, he loses it. I'm not, I and mean then, with Santi is the fact that he doesn't even have to lose it. Like one wrong call from the ref he just goes out as if he was been calling the game for like 90 minutes plus or something bro but like he needs to chill in terms of yellow cards and then um you know this is a perfect opportunity for facundo to do what he did against columbus and get that uh free kick like actually play physical look for the foul look for the contact and then orlando capitalizing on set piece if Facundo would have not gone that foul, Orlando would have not tied the game. We would have been talking about a loss, two to one loss against uh, Columbus. So you got to take advantage of the short temper of some of these players, right? In, in a way, and capitalize on the set piece. Let's read some comments before we go. Um, 
Erwin Vasquez. It says, I think Oscar needs to go. In my just my opinion. There you go, my friend. Yep. Uh totally agree. Totally, totally understand, man. And I, I, I love the Panther that you have right there in your picture. I think Kara will be down, maybe missing. All right, MO, thank you so much. There is nothing like scoring and winning that gives the team confidence. That's right. I mean, um, if Duncan scores a brace, man. Man, I know John. John's gonna tattoo Duncan's face in his arm. <laughs> I just, I love a, I love a youth prospect. You know, I just right. <laughs> when they got all the potential, I'm right. all about it. That's, that's I'm how just I like waiting my players. for someone to score a hat trick. I haven't seen that. Ooh. So. Joshua Tall, what do you think Orlando City will have to do to beat NYCFC, and also what do you think we'll have to do to beat Inter Miami? Um, let's start with. Um, Juan Carlos, what do you think that Orlando has to do to beat NYCFC? Should I really be answering this question? I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> you could just give us, like, you know. Yeah, like what's, what's your biggest weakness? Biggest right. weakness? I'm going to tell you this right now. Set pieces. You want to hurt us badly? Go to the set pieces. Well, luckily Profe. for you, we, we don't score many from set pieces. <laughs> Profe. Tome nota. Yeah, Tome nota, like profile. last game was the first goal we've scored, I think, from a set piece all season. I don't. I might be wrong about that. But no, no, you're right. You're right. I don't think we've scored one, and we we throw a lot of set pieces away. I like, mean, literally. So I wouldn't worry about it. Of these four games that we've lost, I think three of them we lost by one set goal, piece. and because of a set piece. I so mean, you know it's story it's, of our life, Juan Carlos. It's, I, it's think, I think Paula should go to the training for Orlando, just motivate him to start <laughs> playing some set pieces. Set she's pieces? Come she's on, been guys. saying she's been saying that the past like four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, no. I mean us we're big on possession, but like you know, at the end of the day, like what's the point of having possession and controlling the tempo of the game if we're gonna like blow it out like in a set piece play, you know? You so go wholeheartedly and now to to beat inter miami um uh, in my opinion you gotta dominate that midfield that they have gregor they have a pretty good players now um and uh orlando needs to win that battle uh, i think they're gonna play with uh two defensive mids uh, they definitely should let's see how dagger does in this game if he plays they'd be fantastic but um the mid has to be on point and stop the turnover because now Inter Miami is showing some of the East that when they go on the counter, they're actually very dangerous now. Um, I don't know what 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 do you think there, um, John, regarding what's coming against Inter Miami? <laughs> I mean, we just have to win, really. Yeah. I, I think that's the problem, and I think they're starting to show a little bit of form, and we're you know up and down. Uh, I think you know. I don't know if Juan knows this, but it's a it's a rivalry between us and Miami, much more than uh, New York City and, and Orlando City. For for me, like that's the that's our biggest rival. That's the one I I no, yeah, really I hate to it's, lose. It's like so, us in Philly. I think I believe. Right, that's like a your biggest rival. So I think for us, uh, what we need to do, Luis, is is go down there and be defensively solid. I think that's the real the real thing. I, I think 
it's going to be hard for us to dominate the game anywhere away from home, like possession wise. I think we're just going to, as you can see, we're, we are good away from home, um, but we need to figure out how to create chances and defend at the same time. I think we're, we, uh, David Goss said it actually when he was talking about us on extra time that we're, we're very good at either sitting back and defending or we can like open up an attack and we don't have the balance of in between. So when we go away from home, we're, we're playing our old system of like sit back, defend and try and hit people on the counter. And at home, we're kind of playing more of a, you know, possession based kind of all out attack system. And we seem to struggle with going between the two. And that's why I think we have these halves where we have like a really good half because we, we change between one one style and the other. But I think ultimately that's the problem when we go down to Miami is if we go out there and try and attack them, they're, they're probably going to score goals on us. So we're going to go and try and be defensively solid and hit them on the counter. And I'm not feeling super confident about that one, to be honest with you. I think we need to see a good result against New York to help us with the momentum Correct. To when we go away to Miami. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Orlando beats New York, um, momentum will strike, and hopefully that translates into the game against Miami because, I mean, getting um, seven points out of nine, I'll take that all day, you know, um, especially against two teams that are on the up and up. I mean, you never want to discredit my, uh, NYCFC because it's a rival, especially there are on the same perf performance level as us. And then you also don't want to discredit Inter Miami, despite the whole hate and the whole banter and all that stuff between the fan bases. Uh, you don't want to discredit the good momentum they're having right now with some of the added pieces and some of the ones that are going to probably join ne next season too. Apparently uh, some, some players from Europe. So uh, Orlando uh, will probably line up our prediction uh, 11 will be Galese, Mikey Holiday, Antonio Carlos Jensen, and Kyle Smith, Araujo, and Dagger Dan. Um, then at the 10, Facundo Torres. Um, left wing will be Ivan Angulo. Right wing will be Mauri, um, eh, Ojeda, eh, Martin Ojeda. And then right up top, as your nine, your killer, the Helen of the Heartland. Yes, Duncan Maguire. There you go. So hopefully this is what um, Oscar Pareja lines up against uh, NYCFC. Luis, there you can, go. You, can you put up the comment by Emo? Yeah, he yeah. made a comment about something that I talked about the other week um, about Enrique, and I think that that kind of is a good option for us. He's saying that yeah. um, Enrique could be an option on that left, and I think the left wing where Angulo is, I think that's definitely a great option. He actually played there. Yeah. I think we, haven't, we haven't seen him do much as a striker. That's a great observation. He's not really got the striker's build. Like, let's be honest. He's more no. of a winger than a striker. So, Angulo has, you know, had some good games. But more recently, I think his performances are sort of stagnating. He's not doing as much for us as he did before. And so, maybe this is a, a shot for Enrique to play that, you know, left wing position. Maybe maybe and he could be the guy that. cutting in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's got that right foot, he can cut in, play kind of inside forward almost from that left side. Go ahead, Paula. You were saying? Oh no, no, that um, John and I we were commenting. I don't know, I don't remember the game, but we were saying that Angulo at some point he was be he, he was gonna be like Stantnet. So, and I think in the last episode I said that we should play Enrique on the wing 
So I I see that's a, that as an option, and I don't mind it because if he can score, but he had speed, let's take him to the wing. That's right. Erwin Vasquez also said uh, Ojeda hasn't pan out so far. Maguire has been a pleasant surprise. I think maybe having him and Kara up top will be more effective. Yeah, four four two. I mean, I mean, I think we should definitely play a little bit more conservative when it comes to lineups. Four four two. I think with Duncan and and Urgen and or maybe Enrique as a second striker with Urgen, it could be a good idea. I agree. This is uh, stopping by to show love. Says Mike B. We are getting three points. There you go. That's the attitude. There you go. Finally, thank you, sir. Kara rolled his ankle, M.O. <laughs> what did you say, uh, Juan Carlos? I don't think so. <laughs> Look at that. Kara rolled his ankle and says, oh, he did. Yikes. Yeah. He came out after the game after a set play. Yeah, he did. Hopefully he's okay, you know. Um, but if not, we have Duncan. So, I mean, I think he's proven to be more effective. Yeah, we need to be more proactive and not just depend on the counter. Results are great, but we'd like to see a more balanced performance. Antonio Carlos and Jensen should be entrenched as our center backs. Wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I agree yeah they that. get beat over the top. I would say that exactly. to um, Juan. It's, like we have a real problem with the pace of our back line, and yeah. we like and we like to play like quite a high back line at home. Exactly. We, think yeah. we like possess the ball, so when we lose the ball. There's mm-hmm. so much space in behind our center backs and our, our mm-hmm. fullbacks. So I can see, like, if I'm New York, I'm going to take Talis Magno and I'm just going to aim him at whoever's exactly. playing left back this but, week. But, but this is where I come in and I problems. tell you guys, like, even if you give Talis Magno, like, while one-on-one chance, we don't finish. We don't finish, like, plays. We don't finish chances. Like, you guys can play, like, a high line in the back. We could have like three on one, and we just don't like capitalize. Like losing games by one goal, like that. This is where I come back to like having possession. You know, like creating chances, having possession, and then what if we can't finish? Like, does it's not really worth it? You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, hopefully, Talis Magno gets to score some goals. If that's the case with you guys. No, Erwin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Talis Magno, I'm telling you, man, uh, he's a good player. Um, he's a good player, but he's just not. Like, I, I don't know what's I mean, going he's on. Not, he's not Tati Castellanos, man. He's not a killer finisher. We I need mean, a nine. I, I say that, right. Please, Jesus Christ. And this let's, let's go get a nine. Let's go you, get a nine, you, Jesus Christ. Are you interested Christ. in Urchin Carr? Would you, you know, you want to do a trade? Should we set this up right now? He doesn't really <laughs> fit our style. So, I like, mean, he might work you for guys you. send him off for free. Like, we you need know? a nine. So, you send us Talos Magno. S- we'll send, send, us send you Urchin Carr. Is that a Talos good deal? Talos Magno. I think we should um, set this up. The rights <laughs> of Tati Castellanos and. <laughs> <laughs> And five bucks. Five bucks. <laughs> for, no, 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 no. You guys are asking for too much. Yeah, you yeah, guys. Let's, let's make it a fair trade, okay? Fair I mean, trade. Guys... Talek Magno was was wasn't cheap, right? No, oh, he he was. How many millions? Cheap. Like a couple of millions. Yeah, like a couple of millions, like Kara. Something. Yeah. Yeah, Kara's a couple of millions too. A couple yeah. of a couple of millions, but again, he has. I don't know what's going on. If it's the weather, like he's getting like homesick. Hey, I don't we know have what's perfect going. weather here. Um, uh, yeah, we have a, we have international drive. We have a Brazilian bank. 
We have a yeah, Brazilian I mean, bank, a lot of Brazilian families here. We can come right. home. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows? Let, let, let's keep him here. Like, we, we still we're have We're going to start like, the trades, trade season. Uh, MO, Enrique's quick, will play defense, and that boy can jump. I mean, yes, I agree with you, MO, but even more than that, when Duncan, Ramiro, and Dogger Dan came in against Columbus, you saw Change that everything. immediate. Imme- and they came out. Look, they knew. Look. I know I'm probably fighting the fight under two goals, right? I know I'm probably ready to lose this game. But you know what? I'm going to prove him that I can do it. I'm going to fight him. So they, their attitude was just – you could tell their attitude, their fire was like super – it's a huge fire inside of them, right? So and you saw that it, it became contagious to every single player in, in that second half. And then that's why they had so much success. We need those type of players that in the moments of crisis, in the moments of that we have to get the result, they, they, they mentally are strong and not just give up <laughs> or, or walk the field or, or look down or go like, hey, you didn't pass me the ball. You know, like we need to stop that. He has the ability to create uh, Angulo. No, for, for no, I mean, yeah, I think we should pick him up. I think Angulo, should, we should pick him up. I mean, he's been one of those players that have been definitely uh, good for us. Uh, so um, I want to, before we go, thank uh, Juan Carlos for being with us today. I know it won't be the last time that we see him. I know that uh, NYCFC is playing again Orla- um, against Orlando fairly soon. Yeah. Uh, I want to, um, for everybody to follow him on Twitter, at Juan underscore C71, and then on Instagram at j.c. 09 underscore okay and also you can find him on instagram tiktok and twitter his his page is nycfc fireside and i want to also uh give a shout out and thanks to um empire sports media for uh allowing also juan to be here with us today um juan anything you want to say to close uh closing remarks for the show today no, just um, thank you for the invite. You know, this show has been very uh, productive, learning a lot from Orlando. Again, you know, this whole season pass it just makes it difficult to watch every team, like, before the deal, like, as struck. So, like, again, it's been great to actually get feedback. Hopefully, we get to see, you know, a pretty good match. It's a derby, uh, indirectly. So, hopefully, we see a lot of goals and may the best one win. <laughs> There you go. Paola, last, last closing remarks. Hopefully we get three points on Wednesday, three points on against Miami um, going to that game. That's my first away game um, in the entire season that I've been a fan. So uh, vamos Orlando. I'm going to be there on Wednesday as well. So you better bring me three points on, on Wednesday. There you go, John. Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you to Juan for coming on. I appreciate it. And hopefully you got lots of information on us to take back to your podcast now. Um, yeah. Do you record before our game on Wednesday? I mean, we try to. It's like on and off, you know. It's oh, just okay. like life here in New York is just like very hectic. So like we try things, to record. Things move fast. Uh, yeah. But yeah, please, everybody, go ahead and follow me on Twitter. My handle is on the screen um for you know my random takes and things that i believe about soccer my opinions uh, i want to say excited for wednesday but uh, also you know a little bit tentative 
think the last game, <laughs> last game we didn't really, you know, no, no. true draw. I didn't really, we didn't really much see much. I change. don't blame you, John. I'm in the same. Right? So I'm same kind boat. of like, I don't. I'm still not convinced by what I'm seeing. So no, of course Good that we fought back. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So I just wanted to end with that. That you know, really, there's a lot of work to be done, and, and we all know that. So hopefully, this could be the start of a a good run for us. Also, for all Orlando City fans, before we close, we want to encourage everybody to vote for Pedro Galese for Golden Glove, uh, MLS Golden Glove, um, because you know the MLS don't give any love to Orlando, unfortunately. And I think Pedro is uh, without Pedro, we would have already been probably 14th. So. Um, and also subscribe to our channel, click on the notification bell for all notifications. Thank you so much for your support. We're also on Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube as LPO underscore podcast. And uh, we're also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Um, uh, <laughs> what's old? Uh, I, I Sorry, I, my, my apologies. But um, again, you know, Two games coming up. Hopefully, NYCFC, uh, it's a win for Orlando. I'm hoping uh, a thriller 2-1 win, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Let's hopefully hopefully Orlando, you know, get, get ready for, for the weekend against uh, Miami. You know, we'll see. But uh, what do you want to say, Juan Carlos? You said no? No, no? I think it's a 3-0 to NYCFC. Man, look at Zero. that. Oh, he, he had no confidence in his team the whole no. pod. And now he calls 3-0. I Thank like you. it. Yeah. Well played, sir. Ooh, <laughs> well played. All right, guys. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Orlando, Have a good weekend. Go. You guys. Oh, yeah. Bye. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.